Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Heather. I'm Sarah. And I'm Delia. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around. This episode of Three Reads will be discussing Just by Run the Jewels featuring a couple other people. Uh, if you want to listen along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram and Twitter, Three Reads in a Pod. That's the number three, Reads in a Pod. Without further ado, it's time to hit play in this case. Oh, wonderful. Okay, thank you. So I chose this song, uh, Run the Jewels, Just. I think it's wonderful. We'll get into that. Uh, But just a little background, Run the Jewels, it consists of uh, two members and one that's like an unofficial member, but it consists of Michael Santiago Rinder, uh, aka Killer Mike, a rapper, actor, and activist from Atlanta, Georgia, and Jamie Meline, or Melon, I could be pronouncing this wrong, aka LP, short for El Producto. He is a rapper, songwriter, and record producer from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the unofficial member is DJ Trackstar, who, yes, did run track at one point, um, which is how he got his name. Bless his heart. Uh, so they were introduced to each other by a Cartoon Network executive, Jason DeMarco, in 2011. They were officially formed in 2013. Uh, they received their name from an LL Cool J song titled Cheesy Rap Blues, and so Run the Jewels um, has their pistol and hand and uh, hand gesture. So you have like the pistol in the hand, like it's giving over the chain um, because you run the jewels, you know, you're about to get robbed, basically. Um, and they are known to rap about sociopolitical issues uh, more specifically. Um, I do have a little bit more info on them here that I like to give out uh marvel has paid tribute to the group with several comic book covers they've influenced covers for dr strange and the punisher crossover black panther uh, deadpool and howard the duck they only spend about 60 to 70 days at home in a year because they do a lot of uh, traveling and touring Uh killer mike credits hip-hop for saving his life at 13 he decided he was grown and was soon sent to live with his mother she was as he put it in an interview with wax poetics a pretty successful fucking hustler and was teaching him how to cook cocaine by the time he was 16 um he credits hip-hop for adding a new direction to his life when i discovered this thing called hip-hop and heard rapping it felt like this is what i'm supposed to be around and what i'm supposed to be doing i just fell in love with it um it just got reinforced by a lot of artists so that is uh really cool oh they also have meow the jewels (laughs) which was kickstarted for catnip you know, the duo whimsically offered to make a remix of the album Run the Jewels 2 with all instrumentals that were replaced with the sounds of cats. So they did that. Guster's yeah. done that before, and I thought that that was hilarious. I haven't listened to it yet, but it sounds it sounded really fun. It's um, it's super fun listening to a song like Carol of the Bells, but it's all meows. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically um, my house at 4 a.m. Yeah, let the record show she at mine too i wish i had cats if i had them weren't allergic uh and they run an 87.6 percent metacritic average which is you know just uh subjective artist subjective but time for the lyrics so this starts out uh mastered economics because you took yourself some squalor slave mastered academics because your grades say you a scholar slave mastered instagram because you can instigate a follow shit look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar get it uh look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar get it look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar get it look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar get it look at all these slave masters uh, a business time i'm on mine i'll be minding mine make money every time on my grind i'm just trying to shine stay sunny make a dollar government they want a dozen dimes no cap the petty con might kill you because they see you shine stay strapped i done had to have a talk with myself plenty times for real am i a hypocrite because i know i did plenty crimes yes i'm is i get broke too many times i might sling some dimes back to trapping you believe corporations running marijuana Ooh, how that happened and your country getting ran by a casino owner Ooh, pedophiles 
sponsor all these fucking racist bastards they do and i told you once before that you should kill your master it's true now that's the line that's probably going to get my ass assassinated um master of these politics you swear that you got options slave master of opinion because you vote with the white collar slave the 13th amendment says that slavery's abolished shit look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar get it look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar goes on um man you better duck out get the bag and then bug out try to run home you might run your luck out because just when your base is loaded they'll roll a grenade in the dugout you're out earth folk not a mellow bunch we got our thumbs in the air like hell or bust look at who we done blessed with our trust i don't think we'll be left with too much hand on my heart my mind on my drugs got a vonnegut punch for your atlas shrug they love to not love it's just that dumb lord sweet buddha please make me numb brain bounce off walls like a sentient Roomba just found out his creator's stupid lit by the supermoon I'm too lucid plus got shrooms in the blood I'm zooming beep beep Richie this is New York City the X on the map where the pain keep hitting just us ducks here sitting where murderous chokehold cops still earn a living funny how some say money don't matter that's rich now isn't it get it comedy try to sell a pack of smokes to get food get killed and it's just not an anomaly uh but hey it's just money and then mastered economics because you took yourself some scholar slave master academics because your grades say you're a scholar slave mastered instagram because you can instigate a follow shit look at all these slave masters let it sink in yeah 2020 run the map raw i'm uncut in my hourglass don't watch it spill to the bottom half you see the piece now run it fast on the tarmac and a starter jack c4 when i run it back like a track star run a record lap gnaw like when his needle catch cling look poet puglist a shooter's view a zapruder flick too rude for your rudiments who convinced you you could move against the crew in this coming up through the fence offshore out port-au-prince uh, Loverture left his fingerprints on our hearts at the gate and the world our residents. How can we be the peace when the beast's going to reach for the worst? Tear all the flesh off the earth. Stage set for a deafening reckoning. Quick like the pace of a verse. So I'm questioning this quest for things as a recipe for early death threatening. But the breath of me is weaponry for you. It's just money. Thank you. That's it. Discuss. Can we talk about how smoothly you read that? <laughs> Yeah, it was actually really good. I'm not going to have to edit any of that out. <laughs> yeah, I did a good, I um really like that song. <laughs> uh, we here, can tell. <laughs> it's the one song you picked. Uh, first impressions, though. Oh, I liked it. First. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. That first um, chorus sort of hits, and I was like, so I was, I got out of the shower, I was putting lotion on my body and it hits and I was like, oh, oh, that's what this song's about. Okay. That really took me aback. I did not anticipate that that's where this was going to go. And then I listened to it twice because I was like trying to be diligent and damn, it definitely brought up shit that I didn't even fucking think about before. I was like, okay, this is, you know, just shit you don't think about, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really liked it. I love rap. I love hip hop. I love uh, smart lyrics, and man, these are some smart lyrics. This is the 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 lyrics yeah, themselves are very they powerful because they're Kurt Vonnegut in there. So what a yeah what what yes, and then some of the puns. You know, I love a pun, and they have some like really good ones in this that we'll talk about. But I really liked it. I love in reference to the three songs that we've picked. They've all had a really different vibe, and I was really glad you picked one that had that had this vibe in particular mm-hmm. um it's also like you said socioeconomic so that holds some weight to it it's not just words it's words that mean something uh so yeah i really liked it thank you uh when i first heard the song adam introduced me to it and i was very much like delia like you said when the when it hits i was like whoa I'm like okay like we're you know we've got this and so i'm thinking is the entire song like this and so the more I listened, the more I was picking out bits here and there. And I thought, wow, this is such a message. This isn't, they, I forget what the show is, but it's on Netflix. And it's basically about the history of the United States. Um, it's stupid. Like, it's not at all accurate, but it's really incredibly funny. And God, what is it called? But anyway, they have another song that was in that that's like called Yankee and the Brave and i really enjoyed that one as well so i got more into them and realized that all all of their songs are i don't want to say they're all similar but they all you know 
have a message and I really enjoy that to some degree. And I'm not saying some of them aren't just for fun, but these are the fact that they're actual activists um, like mm-hmm. Killer Mike in the community and you bring that into the music. I thought that mm-hmm. was really nice to learn. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a song that I keep on I keep on play. Obviously, I like it, and I think the beat is just really nice too. It oh, is the flow is intense. It is so good. Yeah, like that's just oh yeah, the rhythm is wonderful. And then Pharrell Williams is in this, but I don't quite know where. <laughs> oh, I actually I, let me pull this back up. So the um, I think because I I had hmm. I was l- reading the lyrics while you were reading them out loud, and it says who sings what. So, oh, does it? Oh, okay, so like pre-chorus, the- Pharrell Williams. Yeah, verse three, Zach De La Rocha and yeah. Rocha and Pharrell. Williams. Okay. Oh my god, I didn't even look at that. So, yeah. Okay. So that's he- nice. Yeah, I so I thought it was. Hmm. Let's just dive in. Okay, so here's what I was thinking. I noticed that for me, it it was the the fact that there are slave masters on our money, like mm-hmm. things that we handle every day, mm-hmm. and and it's obviously like a we should probably put some better people on our money. This the face of something that we see every day, and I know it's our founding fathers, but let's be honest, our founding fathers were not always the greatest. Like sure. Happy for America, but also you were all old white men and you kind of sucked. And that's okay. Anyway, so I think that one of the things that I thought it was interesting that I kind of read, like made a parallel to is like having Confederate soldier monuments in the South, right? Right. So we don't want those. We talk about that, right? About how we don't want them Mm -hmm. up because it's like, they're like, oh, it's history. It's like, yeah, but you're kind of exemplifying this ideal and so the fact that they're that we're trying to have an equal nation but the people that are on our money are all old white men who owned slaved owned people says a lot about like that's the basic basis of it right this is our economics Mm -hmm. so i was like oh shit absolutely uh yeah like you said you know you have these monuments they're kind of glorifying you know it's it's good to know your history but that's mm-hmm. why we have the saying, history should not repeat itself. You know, mm-hmm. we have, in this instance, um, yeah, white slave owners still on our money. And it, at the same time, I, th- I think I was watching The View recently. I didn't mean to. I don't watch The View often. Um, but I was in a waiting room and Whippy mm-hmm. Goldberg, which I know is under fire right now for something else. But she was talking about how. Um, we went from wanting, I think it was uh, Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill. Like they were, you know, kind of throwing that idea around or throwing around her being on some form of currency, like a, a money. And then it went mm-hmm. to her being on like a quarter or a dime or something. And none of her counterparts, which yeah, were mostly white women, said anything about it. Like she was the only one who had anything to say about, hey, you know, why isn't she on this like why did we take it from a dollar or like something you know to mm-hmm. just coin something kind of like you minuscule. devalued her you literally devalued her De- absolutely because i think in this sense i don't know i think it's time that we quit trying to please the masses because your history your history that involves slavery and racism and wars and death is not something to be glorified. It's not something to be valued the way you think it is. It's a, it's mm-hmm. really supposed to be like a learning lesson. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even our constitution isn't supposed to be something that it, it's supposed to it's change. A, it's supposed Literally. to be a living document. It's supposed to be, that's yes. the whole reason for the bill of rights and such. Right. Now, granted, well, I am you- not in any way, shape or form a, uh, historian. That's so obviously we're speaking from, yes, we have some knowledge, but there is a lot of ignorance that we're still learning every day, but yeah, I don't disagree. And didn't one of our, uh, Sarah, didn't one of our friends tell us that the founding fathers said that the constitution would need to be changed like every so many years or every generation or something like that? That's what David was saying. Absolutely. Like it was intended to not be something that we hold on to. Like you said, living document. It was intended for us to 
to change it as we needed things to change because things change. It's just the name of the name of the game. Absolutely. And so here you have in this particular song where we're talking about, you know, they did make the amendment to abolish slavery, but here we are still glorifying these slave masters, you know, they're everywhere. Um, I mean, they're literally on the money that you spend worship the almighty dollar right we're a capitalist country and if you say that we're not or that we're not glorifying money or that we don't worship the almighty dollar then again i I think you're 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 speaking from a place of ignorance because we are even if you don't mean to be even if you like we, we don't mean to be but the way that our society is built makes it really fucking hard not to be and so i think that we can't cancel everything out. It's not possible, but we can do our damnedest, right? Uh, to add on to that point, they mentioned that in the song. So they said, funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now, isn't it? Get it. So the people who say money don't matter are people who have all the money they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's, a, that's a good play on words. They're saying, oh, that's rich coming from you, the rich. Yeah. They're absolutely. So people who say that they, people who are like, oh, the money isn't the almighty dollar. Yes, yeah, because you have all the dollars you need, my dude. Yeah, there are people suffering. Right. It's like money doesn't buy happiness. No, but it can buy food. And some people don't have that. It can buy homes. And some people don't have that. So you're speaking from this place of I have it all. And I can tell you right now, it doesn't make you happy. No, but you have all your necessities, all of your needs met. Your high hierarchy of needs is fine. It is good. Mm-hmm. It is golden. Ooh, we bring it up some Maslow. We're going to talk about Maslow over yes, here. Yes, always. Yes, always yes, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's probably got some crazy shit in his background that isn't great to glorify either. But, but yeah, it's a, the hierarchy of needs is important. And if you're speaking from Absolutely. a place of, I have all my needs met, then, I mean, sit right. down and shut up. Sorry, for, la- for lack of like, I could be polite about this, but I think that we've been polite about shit for long enough. And it's not getting us fucking anywhere. I'm not saying like right. riot in the streets, but you know what I mean? We're saying right in those streets. No, no um, we're but not. I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, because we're doing it in a peaceful way anyway. We know. I don't want to say we know all the problems because, like you said, continuously learning each day things that can be problems. But we know a lot of the issues that we're having. We know that economically, you know, we still have people living in poverty who should not be living in poverty. We know that the gap between um, the lower class to middle class and the middle class to the higher class is just extreme. Like, you know, you people prey upon those who are stricken with poverty. Poverty. Um, They completely prey on that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one thing, like in the song where it mentions... It's like you mastered economics because you took yourself from squalor. Like you were uh, mastered academics because your grades say you a scholar. Mastered Instagram because you can instigate a follow. Um, so with that, it's like you're in poverty literally by this, by this, I don't want to say by the government, but you're in poverty. Yeah, but you're this, in this society, the societal but cycle, cycle that we have right now because right. poverty is generational and cyclical. And they tell you, like, the way to get out of that. What are you going to do? Like, oh, you got to go to school. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. And that's just not the option for everybody. Not no, everybody. Not. Let's be honest. You know? Some people go to school. And so I have a friend who she has her master's. She came from West Virginia, broke poor town, similar to, you know, us. And she's in debt, I think, $100,000 from getting mm-hmm. her degree. And she's she's not like that's not. Her, the job that she has goes to paying for these school bills, this loan that she has to pay back. So it still keeps you right. in this place of like, yes, yeah, she has a degree. And maybe at some point when she digs herself out of the hole that schooling has got gotten her into. In the meantime, she wants to have kids and she wants to do all these other things. Like she wants to, to do things and she really doesn't get the chance to, to because life. she's yeah. busy paying back these fucking bills, you know? From trying right. to do what society's told her to do, which is get an education, and you'll be able to take care of yourself. Right. You know? And that's that's what we see right now. Like you said, you know, um, it's almost like a constant, it's like a constant catch-22. You need to do this mm-hmm. to get out of this, but then, you know, poverty. So there's always going to be a student loan debt. There's always going to be a mortgage. There's always going to be, you know, a car payment. There's always going to be something 
that we're going to have to do. And like you said, if you're someone who is in a privileged enough spot that you don't have to worry about any of that, if your next gonna, if your next check's going to come in on time or what your next meal is going to be or anything like that, then, you know, you should think about that. That's something that a lot of people you know, have to, I mean, we came from Eastern Kentucky. Delia, I know you were born in Michigan, but I'm sure. But I mean, you lived with us in Eastern Kentucky and look at the stereotype we have of the poor Appalachian people. Not Matthew. My, my mom and dad moved us down there because it was, we couldn't afford to live in Michigan anymore. We moved to Kentucky because it was cheaper living because we couldn't afford to stay in Detroit. So yeah, it's, it's just like that. Absolutely. Like we had the luxury so, of being able to relocate. We had the funding to do that. Some people don't. They're just stuck being homeless wherever they are. Right. Right. And that's the the issue. That's one thing that I really enjoy about this song and that it tries to bring attention to um, are exactly situations like that. Like some people, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're stuck. And imagine if you're stuck in a situation that you just can't get out of. And thank God that I feel like all of us, we were able to go to college we were able to, you know, get jobs and have families or, you know, be independent. Um, but I enjoy that they bring attention to the sociopolitical stances that we have here mm-hmm. uh, or instances where uh, I know what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. I have so many thoughts going on in my head at once. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this song. There's a lot of stuff to say about it. Like I, they talk about marijuana being like run by corporations which i know they like some places legalize it and so that's that's what happens but the fact is is that the people that would again i'm speaking from a place of ignorance but from my understanding the people that usually sell sell drugs or marijuana and whatnot are of a place where they're not they're not rich and i can say that because like my family got busted for shit like that because we were broke so Right, like why? Do, yeah, why do people turn to stuff like that? It's not because they think, but it's, it's a like get the rich, corporation. Scheme, but it's what you. But that's what you. That's what you sometimes that's all you can do. You're doing what you can do, and then it's got right. this idea of like corporations taking that away, which again leaves people being broke still. You know. Yeah. Like like Killer Mike. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. He actually no, good, said in a statement, he's like, "Yeah, I was trapping, which is you know selling drugs." He's like, "And it's not what you think." He's like, I was selling drugs. I was not getting rich. He's like, and you know, you make like $200, $220 in a couple of weeks. And he's like, and I'm trying to um, just make the money back for me paying for a pair of shoes that I needed. You know, yeah. just kind of trying to bring back that income that he had to use in a sense. And I mean, you don't. This is not like, you know, people portray it with like on TV with all of this, like you have all this money and whatever, like you're literally mm-hmm. doing this and people are doing this because uh, they don't have another way meet. of living. Yeah. Exactly. And how can you, you know, that's why I can't vilify a lot of people for doing what they do. Because if I were in a situation where I needed to bring home the bread for my family, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to think about the options you have. Heck we live, we are from, the the generation that will sell fake pics we will sell our fake pics and pictures of our butthole we will do what we can to make money i will sit on a cake and sing the national anthem if you pay me yeah siri i've talked about this i'm like adam and i tell adam like listen don't get mad if you see some of my body parts online I mean, because people pay for stuff like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, what? They want me to step on a sandwich? I'll step on your sandwich. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you want a picture of my feet in a bubble bath? Here you go. You know, I'll pay right? for that It's foot. like, this is harmless. I was already going to take a bubble bath. I just <laughs> got a pedicure. I want to show this shit off. If I get paid for it, even better. <laughs> right? Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. But you're right. And I know a lot of people, like, will go out and get a job. But it's not that easy. It's- it's easier yeah. said than done. And I like go to McDonald's. Yeah, but McDonald's isn't always hiring. Okay. Sorry to tell you that. McDonald's isn't always hiring. And even still, if you there's there's bias in that. Like if you have this mm-hmm. young sixteen year old female or whatever, and then you have an older person trying to get a job, they're probably gonna hire the sixteen year old. Why? Because they're she is not gonna fight back about what pay you give her. She's not going right. to care if you're like, you're only going to work part-time because I don't want to give you benefits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a stigma that is with working in fast food. So you tell people get a job, but then the jobs they can afford to get at the moment are those like, you know, minimum wage pay. But then you're like, oh, minimum wage for, you know, minimum skills or whatever. It's like, okay, let's see you get back there and uh, make my burger for me. And see if you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, you're having a good time. And, and uh, also, can we talk about maybe you can get a job, but how do you get how do you get to work? Exactly. Like if you live out in the middle of nowhere, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a client right now that like he would probably get a different job, but he can't because he has no transportation. So he has right. to have the job that he has. still an issue. Yeah. 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 I mean, we live in a society. I'm going to keep saying that. It's such a meme. But it. That's one thing we studied when I was in college in one of my classes is, like I said before, it's a catch-22. So you have, like, homeless people, right? You have Mm -hmm. a homeless individual who wants to get a job, but to get a job, you have to have a Social Security card, right? But in order to get your Social Security card, like, mailed to you or whatever, you need a permanent address, okay? You don't have a permanent address because you're homeless. All right. And then, in most cases, you need an ID, but you can't get your ID because Mm -hmm. you don't permanent address and you don't have your social security card birth certificate anything like that what Mm -hmm. are you going to do like you said transportation is an issue that's one thing i see a lot of working with patients on a daily basis i mean Mm -hmm. and none of it is completely reliable you do not have a 100 reliable source of transportation it's completely based on you know if that person feels like coming out today kind of thing you know um even in cases of these companies they'll just not even tell some patients like hey we couldn't come get you today like it'll be something later they're like oh yeah sorry we couldn't come get you sorry we couldn't take you to this very important appointment that you needed to go to because of whatever reason um but yeah we still live in this catch-22 where you want people to better themselves but you're not giving them the resources to and in this song we talk about you know how are the three ways that you get rich right you talk about or you get money, go to school, sure, master academics, okay, you know, you you try to gain a net worth, you try to what, instigate a follow, like they said on Instagram, the followers, like influencer, influencer, yeah, like all this money you can make like that, like these are the ways mm-hmm. that we think about to make money, but it doesn't work for everybody, and so you still right. have to, you know, resort to other methods, um, I also enjoy the dig, the digs we have of our president. You got to think this came out twenty twenty, so uh, I thought that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to talk about that. Oh yeah, where he because that's uh, right after the line where they talk about corporations selling marijuana and our nation is being led by a casino owner. It just mm-hmm. speaks to the state that America is in, and what is a casino owner trying to do? Trying to keep their money, trying to keep mm-hmm. it for themselves. Right. Also, that starts line doing about- well. You got to kick them out. Yeah. And then right, right after that is like pedophile sponsor, all these fucking racist bastards. Like Jeffrey Epstein. Like, know? yes. Like, uh-huh. can we talk that? Like, there's that trial. Like, what the fuck? You know? Jeez. Literally, Jeffrey and is it Maxwell or Gizzle? Maxwell lady. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Oh, gosh. You're getting money from these people to politics is all just a huge huge scam to me it's a popular Um, it's a popularity contest contest it is and i had a professor who passed away bless his heart but he told us and it always stuck with me as he's like if you're in politics to make money chances are you're not somebody that people need in power you know because if you're in it to make that money you're going to do what you can to make that money to continue to make that money to get votes you know you want to look for somebody who has nothing to gain from it but it's really hard because like you said politics is nothing but a popularity contest Mm -hmm. i mean you take the system of how we vote for a president and even with this latest election you have donald trump who's saying no it wasn't right you know i'm the president still like literally just defying all like evidence that, that he lost it most of the time it's like normal to go back and be like oh well um let's recount the votes let's make sure this and that you want to find out but for people still to this day claiming like no he's the president he is my president and it's like guys don't it's become a, a year cult later following. 
Get yeah, over it. Honestly, there's not a person that they could put in office who I'm like, yes, this person represents me completely. They totally get me. Yeah. They are a wonderful person because you can find, you know, shit on anyone's back. Nobody's perfect. I think that's part of it too, right? So it's like nobody's perfect. I'm just trying to look for the person that's done the least amount of harm. At the end of the day, <laughs> that's what I want. Right. I'm not trying to – I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just asking for the least amount of harm. If you had an insurgents while you were president, I'm sorry, but that doesn't say that you have the least amount of harm. I'm not, I'm not really – This the plan wasn't to get political, but I'm not the biggest fan, okay? You guys can call me a sissy Democrat if you want to. Sissy I'll wear that proudly. <laughs> I know. And no, trees you know, are too hard for me. I don't like they're the the bark is rough on my face. It's just too much. Okay? I, I have eczema. I know. <laughs> Got eczema. <laughs> uh and you know, like we we talked about as well. You talked about Vonnegut, Vonnegut Punch, Atlas Shrug, you know, you've got uh Vonnegut who was famous for his his satire and he criticized American consumerism and militarism. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the person who wrote Atlas Shrugged, which I cannot remember who it was. But, you know, and it tells the, the story of, like, ruthless capitalist genius who withdraws from society, um, what I'm reading here, to escape burdensome government regulation. It's like Vonnegut's satire is a weapon against the right-wing ideology of those who hmm, proselytize. Don't know what that word means. So for the person who wrote Atlas Shrugged. But anyway, you've got that. And I really do enjoy Vonnegut. I've read Slaughterhouse-Five. Uh, that's all I've got so far. I think we have Breakfast of Champions. I need to actually read that as well. But I'm is it a book about cereal? It's hot. Oh, yeah, damn it. Maybe it is. Haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> said, Shit, I don't know. <laughs> could be. Could be about it. Uh, but you know, you have a lot of lyrics here that we continue to look. Uh, they love to not love. It's just that dumb. Lord, sweet Buddha, please make me numb. Um, which I thought was a really cool reference to, you know, all of the religions. Like, we also live in a very Christianized country where really which we're a melting pot. Right? Yeah. Like, it is, it, you, it is crazy. I, I, cause the whole reason why, from my limited understanding, uh, that we were created as a nation was because we did not enjoy having no, like, religious freedoms. And yet now it's like really unaccepting a lot of, like, very, very, um, rigid right wing Christianity situations don't have, they don't leave room for, what ifs or maybes or the idea that we don't all have to be same we can all be different and that's okay mm-hmm. which we've talked about i think we talked about that in the golden compass also i so i like that you can tell sort of that this came out in 2020 besides the fact that they say it they also talked about <laughs> um cops getting off oh oh yeah yeah like they they uh choke colliers what does he say? I'll have to look it up here. Selling smokes. What was it? Try to sell a pack of smokes to get food, get killed, and it's not an anomaly. But yeah. hey, it's just money. And it's like, there might be more, but there was like Eric Garner, who literally was selling uh, cigarettes to make money. And the cops put him in a chokehold for it and killed him. Like, if you think that's something to die over, Jesus Christ, like, there are plenty of things that yeah. they could go after. But instead, they choose to put this man in a chokehold. For trying to make money you know yeah. i mean we see it there you see obviously george floyd became a big thing as well you see mm-hmm. it there i mean there's, fuck, there's thing, we could go back in history and we would have a list of names of everyone people that people have killed in authority that would be god as tall as the empire state building if we wrote in like yeah. 10 font i'm sure <laughs> so absolutely times new roman times new roman <laughs> No, Calibri. <laughs> oh, Calibri, how dare you? Never. I know. I'm not I'm not a big fan of that kind of uh it's uh sans serif, right? Serif is with the chickas and then sans serif is without. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not a calligrapher. Mm. Calligraphist. I don't do calligraphy. Calligrapher. Calligrapher. We love calligrapher. Oh, where murderous chokehold cops still earning a living. Funny how some say money don't matter. And then it goes into the that's rich now, isn't it? Get it. Comedy that we talked about. Yeah. Um, so, yes. 
I mean, it, it happens way too much, way too much for us. And with people of color, you know, that shouldn't be the case. I mean, mm-hmm. it got to a point to where I had to literally stop looking at the news because every day it was something. It was something oh, yeah. else. Um, I and I was like, me personally, I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand how like everything blew up with George Floyd, which it should have. It should have blew up way before fucking then. Let's be honest. But then it was like, literally, I think like, a couple days later, some more shit came out of something else that happened a couple days later. I was like, your people are under fire. Your PR is fucked. The least you could do is, like, lay low. Maybe not make it, like, so obvious that you are a piece of shit. Okay? Right. Jeez. And I'm not saying, problems- obviously... No, I was just saying that it seems like a lot of the people that we put in power, and this doesn't just go for police, but politics, not only pretty much any, um, you know, uh, Mm. facet of life, but um, is the fact that we put people in power who want to be in power uh, for their own terrible gain. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. they literally are people who thrive on power. And so that's one thing about like these cops that I see, you know, a lot of the dirty cops, I feel like they're in the business of, you know, being a higher power of authority, not because they want to do right and they want to help society. It's because they get off it's on a power, power trip. Yeah. And that's the same way with a lot of our politics. It's it's all just a big power trip. They like And it. that's like, not to say that, again, we know it's not all cops. We're not talking about all cops. Like the same thing. It's like, it's not all men. We're not talking about all men. That's not what this is about. Right. This is about a system that's sincerely fucked. And it needs to get unfucked. And it's hard to do that when so many people in the system fucking suck. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Keep going through the lyrics here. You know, you try to run home. You might run your luck out. Because just when your bases are loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the dugout. Earth folk, we're not a mellow bunch. We got our thumbs in the air like hell or bust. Look who we done blessed with our trust. I don't think we'll be left with too much. It's true. And I think that we live um, or we're from a generation that realizes this. I feel like the more we grow, the more that we learn, the more we know how extremely fucked we are. If we don't put the right people, I I don't want to say the right people in power because I just don't, I don't know who the right people are. I don't know really what the solution is. Uh, Dumbledore says those best suited for power are those who do not seek it. There you go. I don't disagree with you. We just randomly vote in uh, a nobody, okay, to be president. And we're like, because like please, no, I don't know anything. And we're like, nope, too bad. Charles, it's you. You're going to make you know, Charles. We trust, we trust that you will put the right people around you to help you out. That's why. Hey, Chuck. Charles is like, uh, LeBron James, come on. <laughs> come LeBron me, James. <laughs> he just picks all the people, you know. I'll be like Steve from Blue's Clues. Come on, buddy. Oh, God bless him. Yeah, put him up there. (laughs) But think about it because you take even like Donald Trump, and I'm not, you know, one way or another, however you want. I mean, I wasn't for him, but, you know, peace be to everybody. But um, he wasn't even like a politician. He was just somebody who was a, you know, literally a celebrity who was like politics. Yeah. Ronald Reagan back in the day was the same way. Movie star, and he's like politics. And that's why there was such a such a big like comparison between Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan, um, mm-hmm. so much so that they even like based Donald Trump based a lot of his campaign uh, on Ronald Reagan's like the whole Make America Great Again and all this. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, we literally take people who can just do it for funsies, who can do it for funsies, who get up there, who literally can say in an interview years years prior in the past who says hey if i want to run for president i'm going to run as a republican because people will vote for me and they'll be dumb enough to put me in office and it happened yeah (laughs) so here we are like it's almost or can we talk about how can we talk about how donald trump said some bullshit like god i feel like everything that comes out of his mouth is bullshit but he said some bullshit and then not to make this comparison but then kevin hart turned around and said something and they pulled him from doing like an award show now i'm not saying what he said was right i'm making a comparison which is that this white man could say whatever the fuck he wanted to say and we made him the person who runs ran our country and then kevin hart who for the most part is relatively open about things i don't know him personally but from my understanding 
And he made some dumbass comment on Twitter like seven years ago. And then they were like, nope, and you can't do this like thing. That. Right. Like, it's like we live in a cancel culture. And sometimes, you know, I hate cancel, cancel culture. You know, I know. And it's it's like we we literally dredge up we, stuff from the past for people. For a reason, um, to, reasons to cancel people. I think that's part of it. And the other part of it is you don't give people the chance chance to change or to show that they've changed like that shit that kevin hart posted was years ago and they somebody pulled that up from twitter and they're like oh nope can't have you can't have you doing shit but it's like okay but morgan wallen can say the n-word and he can become like like his (laughs) holiday that was a thing thing. i just try to quit putting people on pedestals honestly because we all make mistakes we're all flawed if you're trying to make yourself better then kudos to you and that's fine as long as you're making strides to make yourself better you know right lord bless us if anybody went back and looked at my posts from like 2010 or so yeah high school delia Delia was pro uh pro life which is not how i feel now and was very much about uh god and keeping god in politics that's not how i feel now at all (laughs) I went to college. I right? got smarter. Not, See, th- not that if you the, don't exactly. go to college and get smarter that you, you know, I'm not saying intelligent people That's your are, story. Yeah, you're not saying that's how everybody That's my does. story. I yeah. learned a lot in college. It changed my mind. That's all. Same. Same. Because, you know, in, in high school, you know, I was, belie- not that I don't, you know, I'm still religious in my own right, but not the mm-hmm. way I was in high oh, school. Yeah, because spiritual, we lived in the, not- you know, yeah, absolutely. Not like uh, somebody who completely um, thrives off the you know the written word of man but um mm-hmm. i think that that's exactly how i was back then you know i was way more conservative in high school and now i'm so we i mean i'm for just Eastern about Kentucky. anything like yeah i'm like let's talk about it it can be it can be an open as long as you're not um you know i'm not hurting for, anybody else no. okay yeah racism pedophilia none of that we're that's out. all hurting people but, uh yeah, pretty much anything else. I'm like, come at me. Let's see. You know, I'm just very, I feel much more open. And I think, I wish more people were like that. I wish we just had that flexibility to be more open to well, learning Well, it's cognitive and to dissonance, right? Because it the is. idea mm-hmm. is that I can't be friends or like this person if they don't believe the same thing as me. Like we, we can't reconcile that in our brains. It's really hard for us to, most of the time because we don't realize it. But the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is, we can like different things and still be friends, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Now, some of that is hard. For me, I still struggle with this every day, right? Because I want to be cordial to, like, my coworkers and, and other people on the street. Like, I want to – I don't want to put down your ideals because they're your ideals and they mean something to you. And I definitely don't want to hurt your feelings. But I struggle, though, right? Because I'm like, but what you believe is – in my view, and that's my view, right? So it's causing harm to other people. Or mm-hmm. I just don't think you're educated enough about the subject. I'm rarely educated enough about anything to say anything, but my big ass mouth anyway. Amen. So. No. No. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think that we're definitely for the peace of the people. Uh, you want to do better. We've seen mistakes in history we want everything Mm -hmm. to be better you know that's one thing i think about with having kids you know everybody's like oh having kids in the world we live in it's like maybe they can make it a better place you know i think slowly but surely like we need to be a more progressive society ready to change um Mm -hmm. because if you want to stay stuck in this position isn't that how the dark ages happened it was like the same shit for like 500 years because everyone's like i'm gonna have a closed ass mind Let's just burn all the doctors. They're witches. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's basically, yeah. you know, even now, like people who think that they're even smarter than people who went to medical school, they're like, ah, oh, the doctors don't know. My president said, let's take ivermectin. So I'm taking ivermectin. Oh, and- <laughs> I, yeah, I have some ER stories that I can't tell. I mean, I guess I could. Because of HIPAA. But I'm not going to. Yeah, just but- in case. But yes. Yeah. There was literally, yeah, a friend of mine who reached out and she, because I work with a lot of like Louisville, Louisville area, Indiana area. She's like, are they mm-hmm. telling patients? Are they prescribing this for them? I'm like, they're not supposed to be. They are <laughs> so, not. They are uh, not. Anyway, so they're, yeah. And 
I mean, we think that we're better. Like, I think I was even reading today, guys, literally reading today um, on my soapbox here about there was a, in Texas, a butterfly sanctuary that was just shut down, like permanently. Um, yeah, because, because somebody like uh, somebody, I don't know if they were on Donald Trump's team back in the day or whatever, but they were conservative, um, which I'm not saying everyone who's conservative is a, is a bad person. I just don't know who this person is. I just know that they're conservative. That's all I know. And they basically, them. yeah, they're made, they made the assumption <laughs> that, you know how Pizzagate came out and they were saying that Hillary Clinton had like, you know, there was this pizza place and they had kids in the cellar and people were running like a human trafficking ring. And if you came in and you asked for a certain Q-Ron? type of pizza, yeah, yeah, QAnon. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say QAnon. that. That's it. The pizza gate, right? Yes. So after this one was like somebody had made an assumption that they <laughs> they were human trafficking people across like the river they had in the sanctuary. I don't know, I guess because it's so close to like the, the border and they were suing Donald Trump because the border was going to mess with their sanctuary. Like it was going to run through their sanctuary and close their sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want that, you know, it was going to harm yeah. their sanctuary. So, and I mean, any rightful business owner, owner if you're going to have something that's going to harm you in some way like that, I would do the same thing. Um, yeah. But they were being harassed so badly, so badly by the right wing that they shut down. Like they had to permanently you shut down a butterfly no right sanctuary. Like that. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many butterflies are like endangered? I don't know, but I'm sure there's quite a few because our fucking ecological state of the, of the world is not great. It's also not great, right? We're fucked. <laughs> We're just <laughs> the bees and the butterflies. I mean, they're rolling out. It's all the yeah. end. Um, but yeah, I mean, and if you look like here in the lyrics, it mentions like how how can we be the peace when the beast is going to reach for the worst, tear all the flesh off the earth? A stage set for deafening reckoning, and I feel like it's like we're going to be the cause of our own destruction. We already how are. Can we, yeah, like how Have can we bring you met the polar ice caps? <laughs> no, because they're happen. melted. Exactly. Oh, I was going to make that joke. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's funny. No, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, that we were on the same wavelength, though. We were there. It's the truth. Like, have you guys, I remember um, watching on Netflix, it was like Bill Gates um, went to this poor country and he had made like a a sewage system that would also like purify their water it was like Mm -hmm. a way to purify water and then he also brought like a sewage system or like some it was some type of like he had been trying to do this for a while and they did it and just looking at how people live you know like the way that i live and the way that there are still people living out in this world Mm -hmm. and i'm by no means a rich person i'm just a person getting by thankfully um but it makes me really sad that we just mm-hmm. don't live like I feel like we've had such a long time to create like a, this utopia, right? Like that's why we even look at Atlantis and we're like, man, Atlantis, because it was supposed to be this really cool utopia um, where they were like advanced in technology and advanced in their way of thinking. And then you right. see us, and it's like we progressively go back to the 1950s, and then we get a little bit, uh, you know, we do a little bit of something. We're like, okay, this is good, and then it's like we backtrack, and then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, and we people are scared of progress. They are, they are, and it's and I get it because humans, I think, are naturally like creatures of habit, mm-hmm. and so with any sort of change, like I, so obviously, I have my degree in marriage and family therapy and we talk about change all the time we talk about like the whole reason you go into a therapist's office is to enact change in your life and yourself or something right and we talk about how if you've been on an airplane for like an hour and you've been tilted at an angle and then the pilot writes itself it's gonna feel really weird to be like functional and sitting straight it'll feel weird because you were mm-hmm. so used to sitting at an angle and we're so used to dysfunction in our society that when we try to straighten it out, a lot of people just want to go back to that angle because it's comfortable because that's what it was. But just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. That's a really good that's a really good analogy to use. Thank you, Dr. Hubbard. That's his analogy. <laughs> that's, that's cool. I'm thinking about it just I I really enjoy the song. Um really enjoy the stance it makes me want to look more into like what type of activism killer mike does i didn't really look too far into that 
and I apologize that you're probably going to have to edit out a lot of my uh, hesitation in the beginning because I had everything written on my phone and then I lost it. My favorite Um, part was when you whispered, I'm unorganized. Uh, but, I swear I was like yeah I'm ready and I was like you're ready right I'm like yeah I'm ready and then I got on my phone I'm immediately like where's my oh shit I'm not ready the internet <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's uh in comparison because we like to do this this is our last episode of the book bite series song series so oh look at that how cute is Heather has something to say yeah I quit yeah. Look at that. That's so cute. Hey, there, say it. <laughs> she didn't mean to hit it. I 100%. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to uh, quiet myself so I could move my <laughs> setup around to be more comfortable. Instead, I, I raised my little hand and it said, hey, there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to start using this and be like, hey, guys. (laughs) Yeah, I have something to say instead of interrupting, which is really more my forte than anybody else's. Uh, No, I enjoy interrupting, so I'm sorry. It's okay. But it's like while the idea is there, otherwise I completely forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I used to like hold my hand out and like put my idea in my hand. And then sometimes it works. Sometimes people are like, why are you holding your hand out? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I was putting my, I was holding my thought. I was holding my thought. (laughs) And then I can say it. And then sometimes it's like, I don't remember. I put my thought there, but it's an empty hand now. So. <laughs> you don't know. That's so Didn't cute. work. Oh, gosh. Um, in comparison, I mean, we had your pick, uh, which was very, um, very progressive for the women of the world. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. So you had that. You had Heather's, which was all about love. A Disney movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, wonderful. Yeah. It was a good palate cleanser in between this one and and mine. Yes. So if you take it and you take like this uh, socio political, socio economical type of thing that I'm doing here, uh, you're taking the very progressive like um, suffrage of women, and you know, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. It was it was really beautiful. Uh, but the message you had with you, Estelia, with the women. Um, the high mm-hmm. women and then you bring heathers in and it's all about like love and acceptance and, and family you know, dysfunction yeah and, and breaking those so I mean, yeah, and breaking that cycle breaking that cycle i think there's definitely a theme there to it right because it's all about like what we were doing before is fucked up and we need to do something different now and we absolutely. purposely chose these together because they all exemplify that Absolutely. It was kind Very of intentional. <laughs> yeah, super, super intentional. Mm-hmm. So intentional. Well, the good thing about it is I, I totally get pretty much any song, you know, that we picked could have had like a, not well, maybe not all of them, but um, we could have had a good discussion with. But I, I think overall, though, we did a really good job with bringing about like, here are some issues, here are some problems, here's why I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're good songs. And yeah. they have a message, you know, yeah. and then you have Heather's. It's like all in all, hey, let's, you know, break that trauma. Let's break that generational wall that we have and let's all mm-hmm. work together. And I think we can. I mean, that's the beautiful thing. Like the and I know people are probably going to be like, how does this is a book bite? How do you get music into it? Well, songs are poetry, right? Music exactly. is yes. music is poetry. Poetry is literary, which is what we do. And so you're for the arts. Yeah. And I think that like we psychoanalyze books all the time, like that what they did here and what they really meant, you know, we're doing this with with songs as well. And I think that it's just analysis at the end of the day. But I'm definitely happy that I I will say this. It's always interesting whoever picks the first pick of the Book Bite series, because I feel like they set the tone for all the rest of the things that happen. Right. Absolutely. Which is just always really interesting I, I I it was very nerve-wracking for me to try and pick the first song of this series I'm kind of glad I went with what I went with um but anyway oh, so yeah I really enjoyed that and I think that was a really good song too like I really really yeah. enjoyed that I I enjoyed all the music that we listened to I definitely uh, rewatched Encanto <laughs> did you ever look up what Encantasi meant <laughs> it's it's I think it's about a vagina yeah, it is. Anytime you put any husky <laughs> after anything is about a hole of some kind. I found yeah. out. 
Thanks, Internet. You also, know, thank you to TikTok. Yeah. I read The Egg, Sarah, because you talked about yes. reincarnation. And did I tell you it, like, blew my mind a little bit? You did, but we didn't okay, really go sorry, into detail much about it. No, you just told me it blew your mind. But did you? It, it did mine, too, the very first time. Heather, you need to read mm-hmm. it. And we can discuss it. Um, Which, okay, so l- let's talk about that a little bit. Because we talked about, with The Egg, how it's like you're every single person in that universe. Mm-hmm. You're just reincarnated in different areas of time, right? So, right. like, I would love to be, be like, I'm you and you're me. I like to think that all the people that aren't as kind as I would like to someday be, including myself or whatever, that I, those are, like, my first incarnations of yeah. this life. Uh, yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, your soul yeah. still needed some work. Yeah, I just needed some, some – I ain't shit. I'm, I'm always trying to learn and do better because – at the end of the day, I'm never going to be perfect, and I'm not trying to strive per- for perfection. I'm just trying to strive for, like, first of all, my own personal boundaries, making sure that I'm mm-hmm. not getting harmed by other people, but also to make sure that I'm not harming others, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's sure. what we're really right. – just be kind. That's all I can say. Everything is chaos. Yeah. Just be kind. There are days when, you know, I sit down and I think to myself, you get you get in your feels, and especially if you have, like, depression, anxiety, anything mm-hmm. like that. And there are days where I'm like, man, I just do not like people. Like, how am I in this world? This world is just doomed. And then there are days where I'm like, man, I freaking love everybody. I'm like, we could really make a difference. And we're all just trying to, you know, navigate mm-hmm. this world together. Um and I think more often than not, because I always thought, for some reason, I don't know why, I thought, man, Sarah, you're too much of a pessimist. I'm too much of an optimist, okay? <laughs> I, I'm too much. I think the best of so many people, like, I just highly think think wonderful things of you guys. Not that you girls don't deserve it. Uh, you do. <laughs> but uh, you, you deserve it. But I think I just, I'm like, yeah, it's going to work out. And I think to myself, that's a very positive thing that you just thought, Sarah. Good job. So now I tried to get to the point to where I'm like, man, I love people. And just some people are having a worse day than others. You know, like they're not a bad person. Just they Mm -hmm. haven't had. I don't, I feel like I have such a good relationship with people around me because I enjoy everyone. I value their life. I value their time. And I think Mm -hmm. some people just don't have those types of relationships and it makes me very sad I, I think them. part of it's that I think part of the other part of it is sometimes people don't have the mental capacity to feel that way all the time either right you know Absolutely. and that's not an excuse you know we talked about your your mental health is not your fault but it is your responsibility so right you know, yeah there are days that, where like I said, I get down to my feels. I mean, I'm in bed. I'm like, I don't want to deal with anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like there are certain times where yeah or I'm like man I don't think I can do like on Sunday I was having like the neck pain I wasn't feeling Mm -hmm. well I drank some wine I'm like I can't do book club I was like I just cannot do it tonight I would not be on my best and you just don't you know there are days where I get so angry I'm like why am I mad and I'll talk to Adam like I don't know what's upset me something's upset usually it's that I want chocolate or some form of sweet and I don't have it and I get Mm -hmm. mad but then once I get it I'm like but uh, Isaacs are like that. My whole family is like, if we're hungry, just feed us, and if we're tired, just send us to bed. Oh and if we're both, God help you. That's oh, like the <laughs> literally, guys. I feel so silly for saying it, but I one, I come from a family where uh, Lord God bless anyone who gets in Marianne's way if she's hungry. Okay, so mm-hmm. if anyone your your mama, your very married, sweet, very kind mama, she's oh a- my god, yes, she <laughs> is. She is a hangry bear. Okay, and she will oh, tell no. you. She's like, I have to have like if we take too long to go where we're going, and she hasn't had food. She will. She will be like, I have to have food, and I'm like, okay. And my uncle's very she's similar, and so. Then I am too. Uh, I realized that I'll get so hangry and I'm like, so man, Adam's like, Sarah, just eat. And I'm like, that's not going to fix it. And then I'm like, yes, every time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to fix it. When I so, first started dating Matt, because um, he, I don't think he understood the if I get hungry, I get angry. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would tell him, we have to be the monster referring to my stomach. 
because that's just <laughs> and that seems to do pretty good if I'm like I have to feed the monster he's like okay she's really hungry right now we need to feed her you know and appease her that's otherwise I'll be oh, a fire breathing dragon blessed with pregnancy you can say the same thing oh my gosh that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's uh very similar to um oh gosh ah lost my train of thought guys feeding mm. feeding the monster oh what were we talking about right before that being hungry oh, jesus being pregnancy hungry. pregnancy i'll think of it but family um, family <laughs> you're just never gonna mention it all the i'm just trying here. to talk about that oh. <laughs> it's uh well what i was gonna say is i'm like a little baby too when i get tired like i was so tired a couple of nights ago i literally start crying and I was like, what mm-hmm. is oh, wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'm me. like, and I have to sleep, but I can't sleep. I'm like, I'm not comfy and I'm itchy. And I'm like, everything's bothering me and I can't sleep. And then I cried. And then I was like, I'm tired now. <laughs> Go to sleep. I'm not laughing Please. at your pain. It's just kind of cute. No, that's exactly that's me. I like that uh, we're just bullshitting. This has been the funniest part of the podcast. We try to keep things lighthearted, but sometimes it's just not able to be done. You know, certain things that we really just can't um, make fun of or yeah. make light of. And, you know, you can't. Like, I think this was um, just very deep, just a very deep mm-hmm. message, obviously, especially for anyone who's of, you know, I feel. Because we are just um, speaking like from what we're hearing. We don't know for sh- like, I don't have right. really any personal experience with you know i mean like Same. being a woman and being oppressed sure but not not as a passing woman i don't yeah and even at the end of the song he um he says but the breath in me is weaponry for you it's just money like mm-hmm. you know the voice he has is a weapon for him um it's a way for you to get out that message a way for you to say here is what is bothering me here is the issues we're having mm-hmm. but i mean overall you know, for a lot of people, like he's just a rapper making money, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's really sad. And I think like that's label company. Yeah. Label. And money. I think honestly, we could say that <clears throat> about almost any of us and not even just like, I, I feel like we are in our own rights, like a weapon, but we're being so used for capitalism. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just right now the way that things are um i feel like people are exploited as workers not everyone of course like but you know no no no. but sometimes people are used as a resource as opposed to treated like humans exactly exactly so we see and you know in this instance they're obviously um more celebrity they have uh, more of a following i think it's wonderful that they can get their voice out there and for a lot of people they won't have that but I do think that, you know, we are being exploited for the money. And I think corporations see us as money makers, uh, mm-hmm. very much so instead of individuals at times, uh, more, yeah. more than, you know, often than not. And well, that's uh, why sometimes like they'll they would rather pay out a lawsuit if they send out a drug that might kill somebody as opposed to like retract it, you know, and say, oh, nope we put too much we put too much money into this and so if some people die we'll just settle it and it still won't come up to what we've had to pay out for things you know oh yeah the pharmaceutical companies mm, are literally shit (laughs) Um, we can talk about all all of that shit oh god but Um, we are a little past an hour so final thoughts unless you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about Oh, I enjoy it. If you want to listen to any more Run the Jewels, I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, I like Yankee and the Brave. I think that's what it's called. If you want to listen to that. That's Did we? Cool. Yes. Did we um, rate Encanto? Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yes, because I we said did, I gave it a 10 to devote my life to it. Okay. All right. Cool. I just wanted to make sure that we were across the board. So if you're going to give us a rating, Miss Sarah, what would you rate it? Uh, mm. <sighs> I've listened to it so many times. I'm going to have to definitely give it, I would say, a 9 or a 9.5 out of 10. Um, okay. Not my, but I'm really, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my 10 out of 10 for later, just in case. But I really probably would do a 9 out of 10 for it. Okay. 
for the message, ten out of ten. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Ten out of ten. But if you want to go for just overall, we'll say nine out of ten for now because I'm going to see what what later may put me in a ten out of ten. I want to see what that's fair. (laughs) You're saving your ten like Hazel Grace from the Fault in Our Stars. Anyway, (laughs) that's right. right. Hers is on a pain scale instead of a. (laughs) Yeah. Oh well, my gosh. Oh, God. Anyway, Heather? Um, yeah, I think I'd give it about the same, like 8.5 to 9. Uh, I think that the beat is totally banging. Immediately I was singing along. Uh, lyrics are very powerful, uh, mm-hmm. but I am not ready to devote my life to it, so that's the reason I can't give it a 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I concur. I'd probably be, like you said, an 8.5 to a 9. I definitely was bopping along to it. I probably will listen to it again. Um, it's on my yeah. It's on my my current like playlist. I added it to it because it's a banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. So good pick, Miss Sarah. All right. Thank anything you. else we want to talk about as far as like this unit goes before we outro? I thought it was I like a, a teacher. Idea. Yeah, Not I really feel like that. music is. I was actually really quick. Fun fact: I was going to pick uh, Fast Car by Tracy <gasps> Chapman. I love that song. song. such a beautiful song. So good. Oh, so Matthew did, loves that song. It's it is such a, a good song. So freaking good. Um, oh, uh, anyway, so I was going to choose that one. So I feel like either way, I went, I went with more of the message, but next time I'll get you with the Tracy Chapman. Okay? Yeah. Well, our, that's a good song. At the next, the yet next unit, we're not going to talk about it on air because it's going to be a surprise for y'all. I know what it is. Though. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I see it. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, that's going to be super fun because it could be anything. That's right. That's right. It could be. Oh, yeah. so exciting. All right. We're going to have a snake live on air. Just kidding, <laughs> but we could do that because Heather is no, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Severus. Severus is his name? My little body. His name is Severus Snake. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the yes, one of the wine and crime girls has a rabbit called Albus Bundledore, like because he's funny. That's really sweet. (laughs) So anyway, I just love these Harry Potter pet themed names. They just really give me like life. It's ten out of ten. Ten out of ten energy. Yeah. All right, we ready for the outro? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check out our Instagram and Twitter for upcoming reads and casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, our co-host Heather for writing a theme song, OMG, That's Me, and thank and thanks to our respective <laughs> life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page or press play.